Hunting bands us together in ways only we hunters can understand. Welcome to the We Are Proud Virginia Hunters podcast, where we talk all things Virginia hunting. From the Blue Ridge Mountains to the coastal waterways and everything in between, we have you covered. The best hunting stories from around Virginia will be told right here. Here's your host, Shane Woodman. Welcome to episode one. We are proud Virginia Hunters podcast. I am really excited to finally get this podcast off the ground. My name's Shane Woodman. I'm going to be here with you once a week. We're going to talk all things Virginia hunting. Most importantly, we're going to hear from you, the actual proud Virginia hunters. We want stories. We want to hear about your wins. We want to hear about your losses. We want to hear about everything. We're not just here to talk about deer hunting. We want to talk all things Virginia hunting. That could be waterfowl, be bear hunting, predator hunting, and what most of us are out there looking for, those big trophy bucks. They don't come often, but when they do, it's always a great story. But we don't want to just focus on those big trophy bucks. We want to hear about it all. If you do have a story that you think other Virginia hunters would like to hear, check us out on Facebook, Virginia Hunter. Send us a message. Just give us a brief little detail about the story that you want to talk about, and we'll do our best to get back to you. We've got a lot of inquiries. We're always vetting them out. We want to make sure that we were in Bath County, Virginia specifically around the Lake Moomaw area. If any of you are familiar with it, shoot us a message. We'd love to hear your story from Lake Moomaw. It's one of our favorite places to go. I was with my brother and two of his good friends, Jamie and Stuart, all of which are avid hunters, very big into bear hunting. I was probably the the least familiar with the territory and certainly the least familiar with bear hunting in general. Again, I've been mostly a deer hunter uh, but I, I want to try it all. I want to not going to claim to be the expert in everything. I really relied on these guys to help me out, tell me where they feel I should go. And they all brought up Bowler Mountain. It's on one of the shorelines of Lake Moomaw. Tall mountain, a lot of windy roads getting up to the top. It was day one. And I got to tell you, I, I did not have high expectations uh, of killing a bear on this trip. But boy, did it end up one of the more memorable trips of my life. We're at the bottom of Bowler. It was my brother and I. The other two were out doing their own thing in one of the other mountains uh, around Lake Moomaw. So I asked my brother, you know, how far up do you think we need to go? And you know, he took a deep breath and said, well, it's pretty high. I don't think he really wanted to go up this mountain. And quite frankly, I'm not sure I did too. I didn't have much confidence that there would be a bear there. I don't know why. It was just a, a gut feeling. So we start our walk up the mountain. You know, we're talking quietly. I mean, not, not loud. We don't want to spook anything off. Uh, we get about, I would say, a half a mile up the mountain. And my brother, Sean, says, I'm going to drop off here. I said, okay, well, how far uh, do you think I need to go? How much further is the top? He said, well, the top's pretty far, but just keep on going until you think you found a, a good spot and, and, and settle down. So I continue on. I'm up the mountain, you know, probably 10 minutes or so of walking. I come around a corner and there he is. The bear's just hanging out. He has no idea I'm there. And if he does, he certainly doesn't care. He's just eating. He's jumping over a couple logs. He's not, he's not big. He's legal. So I keep walking. I get a little closer. I sit down. 
And I just watch them for three, four minutes. And my heart's racing. This is my first time having an opportunity to, to harvest a bear. So he's just, he's not doing much. He's just eating, not looking up. I'm not being particularly quiet at this moment. And he does not care. He's the apex predator of the mountain. I'm just in his way. So after about three minutes, I take my gun. I shoot a Kimber 30-06, get him in my sights, and I take the shot. He drops right there. Doesn't take another step. He's down. He's gone. My brother and I use radios to communicate. We don't have great cell service up there. My brother gets on the radio. That you? So you got to come up here. So was that you? So Sean, come on up here. So I wait five 10 minutes for Sean to come on up. And I said, I got one. We got a bear. Every year they come up to this camp. They've done buck hunting, deer hunting, bear hunting. Very little success. So I was pretty thrilled to be one of the first to take a bear uh, at, with this group of, of guys. So we get to the dressing of the bear. And we think, how are we going to get this thing down the mountain? We're, I don't know, three fourths, maybe a mile up. I get it. It's all downhill. Probably an easy just drag it. But this is my first bear. I wanted to get it mounted. I wanted to put it on the wall. I said, well, let's let's tie him to a, a log. Put him on our shoulders and, and haul him down together. Okay, well, how are we going to get him on the log? You have any straps? Yeah, I had some straps in my truck. So I'm running on adrenaline at this point. Walking down the mountain and back up really isn't a big deal. I've got so much energy. I get to the bottom, grab a couple straps out of my truck, and I run back up the mountain. Probably didn't run. Probably more like a, a, a fast paced walk, but I was tired by the time I got back. So we found a log and we strap him to it. I've got a picture of my brother and I with this bear on our shoulders, tied to a log, smiling ear to ear. We know we're going to have some fun at the camp that night, have some drinks, have a fire, cook out, celebrate. This is a big win for everybody. It's not all about who gets the bear. It's just about somebody getting the bear. Something to celebrate and have some fun with back at camp. One of the gentlemen, Stuart, he knows how to do everything there is outdoors. So we relied on him how to skin it, put the salt on the hide so we can protect it, how to wrap it up, how to keep the paws, how to make sure we did everything right so that we could take it to the taxidermist and he could mount it for us. And we did and there was no issues. It was perfect. Jamie, who was on the trip, uh, has a really nice camera that he brought on on the hunting trip with us. I don't know if he does photography professionally or if it's just a hobby, but either way, he's really, really good at it. So he had some ideas. We got a log to prop the bear up, took some photos from different angles so we could post it on Facebook. Uh, not not that the photo is everything, but it's really cool to have that memory uh, locked in forever in a, in a photograph. So I can't thank Jamie enough for taking the time to do that for us and it was my first bear and to this day still my most recent bear i have not had another one yet so hopefully in the coming years or maybe this year i'll i'll add to the trophy case that's the end of this story if you liked it let us know on facebook at virginia hunter tell us what you thought and if you have any stories like this or anything different about virginia hunting tell us send us to it send it to us send us a message we want to know this podcast is being released on December 5th, but I'm recording it November 1st, which to many of us is a really exciting week. Maybe not as, as exciting as the following week is because that's opening day of muzzleloader 2022 
is November 5th. But this week, we've got to make sure we've got all our gear ready, make sure our, our muzzleloader is sighted in, make sure we've got enough ammunition, everything we need. We've got to make sure it's okay for the wife to go out opening day, and hopefully for many of us, more than just one day of hunting. I know I've got several days blocked off on my calendar uh, that I'll be out in the woods hoping to get that next trophy buck for my wall. So if you had any luck by this time, you already have your meat back, probably had uh, had some venison for maybe Thanksgiving, maybe not, depending on if your family members enjoy it. But if you have a great story, we'll talk a little bit about my preseason prep. This is my first year in a brand new hunting camp, which means I'm going into land that I'm unfamiliar with. There have been people that have hunted this property for many years, so we've relied on their help to understand where we need to go, maybe where we should put some stands up, know where all the food plots on the property are, I was lucky enough to join the club with a good buddy of mine, Drew, which I'm sure you've seen some of his harvests on the Facebook page. Uh, We'll have him on an episode releasing pretty soon uh, about some of the stories that he has. But he has been working really hard this offseason to get his hunting stands up, scouted many cameras around. He has worked his tail off. And I know we don't always have success even when we put in the work, but it's Certainly, certainly helps. And he's let me hunt out of the stands that he put up. He's given me access to some of the photos he has on the camera. So he's all in. He's he's not a selfish hunter. He wants to share it with his friends. He's even sharing it with people he just met this year because that's what hunting is all about. It bands us together like nothing else. We want everybody to be successful out there in the trees. And Drew is that kind of guy that allow success for everybody. So in early September, Drew and I went out on the four-wheelers to really do a lot of scouting around the property to hang up the rest of the stands we had and to hang up a few more cameras that Drew had purchased just so we have an idea of what's out there. And we have had some really, really nice bucks on camera. Uh, we've also had a few bear on camera and I believe a bobcat and several turkeys. And I know you, anyone who plants food plots knows that the turkey will come in there and eat your seed right after you lay it down. And hopefully they don't take it all and you get enough rain so that it can start to sprout and now, we were nervous when, when we had our work days and seeds were planted. There was probably about a three-week period of no rain. And out there in the woods, you had no irrigation. So you're relying on Mother Nature to to pour down and, and rain on these plots. And it just didn't happen. And every day, we had turkey on camera just picking away at it, picking away at it, picking away at it. So we're wondering, maybe all this work we're doing isn't going to isn't gonna work out this year. And that, that's just part of hunting you know it's it's not perfect anyone who says they've got it all figured out is unfortunately lying to you because it's really tough we work really really hard and most of the time when we're in the tree we're not successful it's those few moments that we are that make us come back but anyway back to the food plots it was no issue the turkeys did their damage but everything came up nice sprouted ever since then we've had many deer buck 
bear, bobcat, as I said, turkey, on camera, nonstop every day, ever since we put them up. So they're out there. Thanks to Drew. We've got a really good plan going into muzzleloader. Uh, again, we're November 1st right now. I've had no luck in archery. The only buck I saw was a small little four point right at the beginning of the rut, nose down, tail tucked. I drew back just to, just to experience it again, but did not, did not let go. Just let them pass. Let them walk in. Let them grow. He'll be big next year. Bigger, I guess you should say. Uh, maybe in a couple years we'll, we'll want to take him. Thanks for tuning in to episode one of We Are Proud Virginia Hunters podcast. What you can expect in the future is real stories from you, the proud Virginia hunters around our beautiful state of Virginia. We're also going to have representatives that help maintain our WMAs and our national forests on the show. We'll also have landowners from around the state tell us how they maintain their property, how they prep for the hunting season, what type of wildlife they have on their property, and just some real tips that can help you, the hunter, become a better everyday hunter. Make sure to subscribe to the show, like, share with a friend, tell everybody you know that's a Virginia hunter, and that way we can grow together and become the best hunters in the state. Thanks for listening to the We Are Proud Virginia Hunters podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with a friend who also might like it. And please take the time to rate, comment, and subscribe. For more information, find us on Facebook. Just search Virginia Hunter.